Hello and welcome to the Remo Health Rhythms podcast. This is your host, Frank Thompson. On this podcast, we explore and get into the power of rhythm as a tool for change within the concepts of healthy relationships, community, and career. On this podcast, you'll discover experienced health rhythms facilitators. You'll hear their story via a long-form, free-flowing conversational interview. And as we get into the interview, we uncover and discover their relationships, and we learn how they've integrated health rhythms uniquely into their life's work, and how health rhythms has benefited them as a person, in their community, and in their world. So come on in and learn about the world of the Health Rhythms Facilitator. Welcome. This is Frank again, and I'm talking with... Kimberly Eubanks. And Kimberly Eubanks, as we get into a podcast for Health Rhythms, and really talking about um, Health Rhythms and it's all the roles that it can be uh, expressed in, you know, as an individual, as a participant, as a facilitator. And Kimla has a variety of roles that we'll talk about. And as you know, this is a free-flowing conversation. We just talk. Nothing is uh, scripted. And we're going to roam around about health rhythms for a while with Kimla Eubanks, who is the, is it president of Western Region? How do we, uh, there's a lot of letters in there, Kimla. You know, I have many, first of all, let me thank you Mm -hmm. for welcoming me to your podcast, Frank, my community partner of eight years. I know. Eight years. We haven't aged a bit, have we? No, looking good, too. Looking good. Thank you for welcoming me to your podcast. You are welcome. Um, I have many different hats Mm -hmm. and connections to health rhythms, Mm -hmm. and you mentioned the first one, which I am the president of the Western Chapter of the American Music Therapy Association. Yes. And that started in March, and Mm -hmm. that'll run for two years, and I'm proudly representing nine states in the Western region. Nine states? Nine wow. states. Okay. From Alaska to Hawaii. Okay. And Arizona is one of them, which is where we are today. All right. You've got the good water states and Arizona. That's right. Mm. Some of the best. Now, your other hats that you wear, see, so Western oh. region, Ramta. Do we call it Ramta? We can call it Western region. We can call it Ramta. Okay. Or we could just call it the best. All right. Let's call it the best Western region, Ramta. The best Ramta. is in the West. Uh. Yeah. Um, So that's one hat. Let me take that one off. I'll put on another one. They all all have links to Health Rhythms and Remo. So let me take off that hat. I'll put on another one. All right. I am the CEO and founder of Higher Octave Healing. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of my my baby. I founded that in 2010. That's kind of when we first met, right? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Through our community partnership Mm -hmm. with Arizona State University. Yes. And that was founded. It's a nonprofit Mm -hmm. music therapy focused organization. And currently we see about 600 individuals every week throughout the Phoenix area and outlying cities. Mm -hmm. We employ 14 people. Okay. Nine of us are board-certified music therapists. We have a variety of clientele that we work with. Mm-hmm. We use a lot of Remo drums, and yeah. several of us are Health Rhythm certified providers, myself yes. included. Mm-hmm. And I, we were just talking about I, um, another employee and I did a Health Rhythms-specific mm-hmm. group last week, and I really enjoyed 
getting back to that. I don't often, as the CEO, get to go out and actually lead a group of, right. in health rhythms myself. So I enjoy when I get to do that. Did it feel good getting into getting in the in the mix with that again? It did. It yeah. did. Mm-hmm. I I really enjoy kind of sticking my toe right back mm-hmm. into the water of mm-hmm. what I what I enjoy. So mm-hmm. that's my. That's my higher octave healing okay. hat. So I'm going to take that one off. You and got a third hat. I do have a third hat. Tell the story. And that hat is that of really just a music therapist mm-hmm. who is also a certified health rhythms practitioner yep. who really sees the value mm-hmm. for, and I will speak as a music therapist, Okay. Um, I encourage music therapists who are whether they're already certified or they're students, mm-hmm. become certified in health rhythms mm-hmm. because I had wished that I had a class like this or a training like this mm-hmm. when I was in school, believe it or not, 20 to 25 years ago. I know and you're we're trying still to do the math. Good. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Don't do the math. Okay. Don't do the math. Because... Some of the strengths, some rather some of the weaknesses that mm-hmm. I had, that I'll acknowledge, were things like improvisation. Improvisation okay. scared the crap out of me yeah. when I was coming out of school. Okay, and being able to successfully mm-hmm. lead a group mm-hmm. and have that confidence mm-hmm. to facilitate a group. Okay. And really exude that confidence and be that leader mm-hmm. and have them look to me as that leader. Okay. And really just confidently be in front of them, lead the group. Everything that a health facilitator, a health rhythms facilitator learns to do mm-hmm. to lead the group, to understand the wellness components that are behind every every step of the health rhythms component. Mm-hmm. And the health rhythms training, man, I wish I had had that. So I always encourage students to, you know, take that class that Mm -hmm. you offer here at Arizona State University to take that training or a young music therapist, take that training, especially if you're feeling, gosh, I wish I had more confidence in front of a group, Mm -hmm. leading a group, um, some additional tools Mm -hmm. to add to my music therapy toolkit. Health Rhythms participants, this is Teresa Evans. I am broadcasting from the West Music Conference Room in Coralville, Iowa. I am the music education consultant for classroom percussion and wellness. And today I want to tell you about a deal we have. We have a huge sale going on for the Rima Aroma Drum Kit. We are offering it at 20% off MSRP. Yes, 20% off. If you want to know more about this kit, I want you to go to www.westmusic.com forward slash health rhythm. Hit the button shop now. Type in the number 203-890 or just type in Aroma Drum Kit in your search engine and it will tell you all the components that come in this kit. It actually contains an aroma drum with a mallet, five interchangeable aroma discs, a sample music download, and four essential oils. Now, if you have any questions, you can also shoot me an email at tevans at westmusic.com, and I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have. But we want to offer the aroma drum kit to you at 20% off just for participating and listening to this awesome podcast by Frank Thompson. Thank you.
So in, adi- so in addition to having that great clinical training and health, health rhythms allowed you to touch and affirm some strengths and maybe uh, strengthen some ones that weren't so good, right? And give you that sense of self-confidence that allowed I- you to step up in a group and, and deal with them. Absolutely. When I took the health rhythms training, I already had mm-hmm. 15 years of clinical experience. Okay. So I'd kind of gotten over my improvisation fear. Okay. What is, ty- what is, it, what is a typical improvisation fear that a music therapist might feel? Are, are there typical ones or is it just, I know it's unique to everybody, but are there some, you well, know? And I'm, and I'm not saying it's a generalization. Okay. I think it might've been personal with me. Yeah. Um, I think it was more personality for me. Really? I'm kind of an introvert, so... Well, let me give you something to react to, because one of the, one of the um, surprises for me, because I've always dealt with large groups, so when I came into the music therapy world and I found out that a large group was three people, I, for me, it was incongruent. I'm like, no, that's not a group. That's a, that's a meeting, you know? So, <laughs> I, so I felt that, you know, things like health rhythms help... Uh, help the students and help people understand you know what you can do things with larger groups as a music therapist you Used by, by the training that you get with health rhythms you can mm-hmm. there's still you know for us to be as music therapists for us to be effective yeah and to still maintain a therapeutic purpose in what we're doing we okay. need to be able to address the individual mm-hmm. and address the therapeutic needs of the individual okay. so for us, typically a large group is going to be 10 to 12 people. Okay. That's pretty... Max? In in the majority of settings, that's going to be a large group. Okay. And because most of the time we have to document, take data on mm-hmm. those individuals. So if I've got 50, mm-hmm. can you imagine... Oh, no, you can't do 50. Yeah, that's a party. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's yeah, a party. That's a, yeah, that's a party. And and that's where mm-hmm. I, as a music therapist, mm-hmm. can say, you know what? I'm going to refer this this person who called me mm-hmm. and who wants a health rhythms mm-hmm. experience for 50 or 100 people. Mm-hmm. That's where I can say, you know what? We're at Higher Active Healing. I'm going to put that hat back on. Okay. We're a music therapy organization that provides, that has some health rhythms. Mm-hmm certified providers and our focus is more on that that group size of yeah. like 12 to 15 or under so that's where i'm going to refer them to someone like you frank yeah and, and you know and that's important for folks to remember too because health rhythms really is when we're dealing with uh health rhythms is a program where we really if you're if you're over 25 people you don't have that intimacy but but health rhythms is, is for uh what i'm going to say there's large groups 25 and above but health rhythms is really designed for smaller groups to have that intimate experience where they they get personal uh, empowerment and and group connectivity through making music, making rhythm, and communicating and being engaged with one another. What I like about your story, Kimla, is that, you know, you know what? I was a music therapist for years. I have founded my own company. It's grown to where we have 14 people on board, seeing over 600 clients a week. You have evolved and and grown to become uh, the best, the Ramta, <laughs> you know, president for the next two years. And through each of those stages, you 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 can look you can look at this training of health rhythms that you have and say, you know what, this is an effective piece. Uh, 
And if you had been, and, and I hear you saying that when you were a health rhythms, when you were a uh, music therapist practitioner, it could have impacted and, and helped your practice if you'd have known it, if you would have known it earlier. Yeah, is that is that accurate? Yeah, okay. absolutely. In I what, think it. In I what think, ways? I think as mm-hmm. a music therapist, again, because my personality, I'm a little yeah. bit more of an introvert when I. Okay given my own, left to my own devices, okay. let's say, okay? Mm-hmm. And so for me, I, I learned to overcome the improvisation fear okay. and learn to embrace that. But I could see someone maybe as a music therapist or anyone who, who is interested in like becoming a music, um, sharing music, yeah. like maybe leading a drum mm-hmm. circle, but wanting more than just leading drum circles, right. wanting have more of a an impact on mm-hmm. wellness mm-hmm. and community being able to take the health get the health rhythm certification mm-hmm. because number one there's purpose behind it right there is a specific structure there's a mm-hmm. protocol behind that right and there's the confidence and the this I think the specific protocol mm-hmm. that is health rhythms gives it so much structure there mm-hmm. is an expectation there's a beginning and an end mm-hmm. and there is research behind each component and I think what that gives speaking as a music yeah. therapist is the ability to increase your confidence mm-hmm. I like I said I I tell people especially who I see have having difficulty music therapy students maybe yeah. difficulty leading some small groups okay I'll tell them have you you know have you considered this health rhythms class mm-hmm. because you're with a group of people mm-hmm. learning this protocol. It's very closely related. You can learn a lot about yourself, mm-hmm. a lot about wellness, the research behind health rhythms, mm-hmm. and you'd learn a lot about how to lead a group successfully mm-hmm. and gain some confidence and learn all about the protocol. So I I recommend it quite a lot, actually. Okay. Tell me about... Um why, how did, why did you move into or your, your evolution into your own company to where now you see 600 people? Was there a moment? <laughs> hey, tell me a little bit about you. I mean, why, how, did this, how did we get there from how practitioner there? to founder to president? Oh. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's great. You know, and, when, and I think about it, Kimball, because if someone is, you know, being a, a, uh, you know, one of the leaders of, of health rhythms is that I'm speaking to someone of, of substance and some someone of influence and role, and they're saying, "Hey, you know what? This protocol, this tool, it's important." And so, when someone speaks of it from your position and your authority and influence, I think it matters. And that's one of the reasons why I was so glad that you agreed to, you know, to sit down and talk with me about health rhythms in general, and and to have people understand the scope of your of your world. You know, I think it. I think it's important to to hear it from you that yeah, health rhythms is important, but also to discover how did you migrate, how did you evolve into all that you are now. Tell the story. <laughs> so practitioner, and you founded Higher Octave Healing. I love that name. Thank you. How'd you come up with the name? You know, I can't take full credit for okay, that. Okay, partial credit. Partial okay. credit. All right. So I have a lot of supporters and friends mm-hmm. who have helped me along the way mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I really wanted to I just kind of waited until it came to me. I really, really? believe a lot in mm-hmm. intuition and the right timing and the right place mm-hmm. 
and something I don't have a lot of is patience, but okay. I find that if I will have the patience, it will come. If you build it, they will come. Okay. So I don't believe in coincidences either. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those moments of some people call them synchronicity. Yep. Pay attention Okay. to those. You know, that's, you know, if I had one piece of advice, it would be that. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, if you have that moment of synchronicity, you're like, wow, this just happened today and then this happened and Mm -hmm. then this happened. It's like, pay attention. Something is going on. Pay attention to the signs. They're there for a reason. They're there for a reason. Yeah. So my evolution, I mean, not to go back too far, but I will share with you how many kids do you know that beg their parents to take piano lessons. I'm still waiting to find that kid. <laughs> well, she's sitting right here in front okay. of you. <laughs> I, I, I came from a family where they didn't listen to the radio. I think they had a few okay. 45s of okay. like Elvis. And okay. And for you young listeners, those are like little vinyl discs, little <laughs> teeny ones. And, and they may have like this little yellow plastic thing in there that you had to put around a thing that would spin around. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the 33s right. and the 45s right. and the 78s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And, and where was home? Um, Huntsville, Alabama. Home of the rocket ship. That's right. right. NASA, Space Camp, all mm-hmm. that good stuff. Okay. So, um, I came from a family that only listened to Paul Harvey on the radio. No music in the house. The rest of the story. The rest of the okay. story. All yes. right. So no music in the house growing mm-hmm. up. So I learned to play a few songs at a neighbor's house, a friend's house. And I begged to take piano lessons. I begged and begged and begged for piano lessons. So I was that kid. And okay. I have yet to find another one. So. Uh, um, Glad pretty, to meet you. Yes. So I, the rest of my growing up pretty much mirrored that, you know, okay. begging to play. Like, Can you please play the French horn? Can mm-hmm. I please play the French horn? And luckily I picked an instrument, which is, I guess, in demand to get scholarships because... Uh, the French horn? The French horn. Really? Okay. So if parents are listening. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you the instruments that will get your children scholarships. What are those instruments? The French horn. All right. The viola. The bassoon. And oh, I forgot the other. So one. all the major instruments of pop music. Uh, no. Well, yeah. Right. No, okay. No. Sure. Yeah. Bassoon, mm-hmm. viola, French horn. There's another one I forgot. Okay. Anyway, just yeah. go with those, parents. Go with those. Okay. So um, anyway, I, you know, from that I've really coming from a family that knew nothing of music, mm-hmm. but still wanting some drive in me that mm-hmm. I was supposed to do something with music and I was supposed to just kind of. You just knew that. I just knew it okay. from as a child, mm-hmm. and I knew that I was supposed to create my create my own path, mm-hmm. even if nobody understood it. Okay. And bless my parents, I don't think they still quite understand it, but mm-hmm. they have always been so supportive of oh, that's me. Great. So that pretty much echoed okay. and mirrored every year of my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think starting the nonprofit really was me just wanting to serve clients that truly couldn't afford services, but I Mm -hmm. saw such a great need. Mm -hmm. Um, Primarily, we work with, at Higher Octave Healing, with individuals with developmental disabilities. Okay. Autism, cerebral palsy, Mm -hmm. Down syndrome, other genetic disorders, that type of thing, which autism, when I started in the practice 25 years ago, one in 250. Now... 
So one in about 67. That's incredible. That mm. is, we don't have an explanation for that. Right. Well, some people argue that it's always been that way. We never counted it. Now there's more information. But there's a, you know, there's a whole... There's, people have yeah, different... Points of view about that. Points of view about mm-hmm. that. And I don't have an answer for that. I just right. support people in their points of view and mm-hmm. say, I am not a researcher. Mm-hmm. I am here to deal with the individual mm-hmm. and how we can support the families and the individuals to be the best individual they can be with all of their abilities and let's focus on empowerment that's that's what we look at and that's such a when you say the word empowerment you know for me that always takes it back to health rhythms and as we're you know we're health rhythms is an is the uh, the essence of this podcast but you know we discover we explore and meet the personalities of the people that i'm speaking with and and when i think about your story if here's a person there's no music in my household. I want to play the piano. You torment your parents until you have one. Not only that, <laughs> then I want to get into the French horn. They don't and, even know and, what it is. And, and they're probably thinking, travel to where? Paris? And you're like, no, no, French horn, right? And then from that experience, you know, you wind up on scholarship? Yes. Um, and we've learned that the other accompanying instruments are the viola and the bassoon. That's, that's are, right, parents. Okay. Bassoon, French horn, and viola. Or what will get your kids <laughs> scholared at a, at a university and you, but you knew your passion was in serving others yes and you 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 graduate you develop a practice as you develop you become a practitioner then you see that need in the community and you find higher octave healing with it with a in me with, yeah i find that in me mm-hmm and it's not just kids with disabilities. It's, okay. it's my passion really was seeing my own clientele age and turn 18 or 22 and age out of school. And I'm seeing these mm. young adults okay. lose all their social connections, mm-hmm. which health rhythms talk yeah. about connections, yeah. building connections, building mm-hmm. community, building this sense of being connected with one another. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing them lose that. I'm seeing them lose their some of their cognitive functioning, their sense of mm-hmm. wellness, their sense of being needed yeah. because there's nothing for them. And so my passion has really been, let's find a way to support, empower them, mm-hmm. help help them be the best they can be so they can contribute to their community. Right. And that kind of goes back to health rhythms, that sense of community, mm-hmm. that sense of belonging, and that sense of being connected to one another. Man, that did it for me when I heard health rhythms, and I and I remember going through my training, and the words empowerment, community, connected, um, they had me at empowerment because whether you're being empowered individually or collectively as a group, building that community, making it happen, loved it. As you, what are some of the? Do you have? Uh, populations that you enjoy more than others? Let me rephrase that. What are some of the populations that you work with with Help Rhythms, personally and your team? So we've utilized Health Rhythms with a variety of populations, and we actually have aspirations to utilize with a variety of others. Mm -hmm. And I've watched you, Frank, Mm -hmm. utilize it with a variety of populations, and you've inspired me as well. So um, like I said, we try and keep our groups... um, smaller Mm because our goal is to kind of combine music therapy with health rhythms Uh Um, 
So I've watched what you've done with vets, Mm -hmm. and I've found that really inspiring, and Mm -hmm. I'd like to find a way to um, utilize that um, maybe in a smaller setting with vets in the community. And also, we've worked with traumatic brain injured Mm -hmm. adults. Mm -hmm. We've worked with um, IOPs, so people dealing with addiction. IOP? So, yeah, people dealing with addiction recovery. Mm -hmm. Okay. People dealing with um, long term Mm -hmm. addiction recovery. So, they're in more, not like the 28 days in and out. We work with more long term facilities Mm -hmm. who are seeing individuals for four to six months. So, they're focused on a long term treatment Mm -hmm. option for these individuals to promote more, mm-hmm. a higher percentage of success. Okay. So you go back to that empowerment part. Right. That part of, you think about the, the protocol steps of health rhythms and you think about yeah. paralleling some of those steps mm-hmm. and the, the think, just think about the leadership part okay. within health rhythms, mm-hmm. someone being the leader you know, the shaping, the contouring, someone being the leader, passing the leader. One of the things I love is, you know, kind of passing that leader role in Mm -hmm. a nonverbal way. Yeah. And having Mm -hmm. the restraint to pull back and not be the leader and hear the leader. Okay. You know, all the different ways that you're, 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 you as the leader, maybe contour and shape and, Mm -hmm. and, and really all the things that are going on cognitively. Mm Mm-hmm for not only the people who are playing and and maybe being kind of like the backup. Right. Right? Right. So there's a lot going on cognitively there. Mm-hmm. If you think about someone who has been through like long-term drug and addiction, they've okay. had some, you know, it's, they've been focused on themselves for an yes. awful long time. Yes. So to to sit in the back seat, uh, to I hear you. listen, okay. mm-hmm. to listen to someone else be the leader, Mm-hmm. To follow directions non-verbally. So what to you're have saying, patience. I got you. I got you. There's mm-hmm. a whole lot going on therapeutically there for them that we can guide. So you're saying by them being in the back seat, then and not having to try to lead themselves through all these things, they can be the passenger for a while. They can be the passenger, okay. and that patience that they're mm-hmm. learning mm-hmm. through a typical step mm-hmm. in the protocol. Right. That's part of that patience that mm-hmm. they're learning, and that's part of a it's kind of a cognitive behavioral okay. perspective. Mm-hmm. But it's but it also gives them a chance to lead in a really safe mm-hmm. and supportive environment, mm-hmm. and then they can reflect on that. And mm-hmm. that's part of the protocol as well, right? Where you talk about, hey, you know, you were leading on on that part, and I really liked that when mm-hmm. you were playing that rhythm. Right, it was really cool. I picked up on that, or. You know, I was doing the offbeats when mm-hmm. you were doing the onbeats. You so know, that opportunity can... to share and express that sharing. Yeah. Yeah. So we, you know, when we're mixing music therapy with it, we can kind of do a little bit of the the processing on a little bit deeper level because yeah. we're music therapists sometimes. But wanna... it's based on that health rhythms protocol. I want to double click on that for a little bit because when you talk about if they're... You know, when, when someone goes through a health rhythms, they're going through a health rhythms training. Yes. And I think, and, and, I, and I'm so, I'm vigilant about making sure that someone who comes through the health rhythm training, hey, you're trained, and let's say as a lay person, if you will, 
and and what you do and I always remember Barbara Crow saying what you may do is therapeutic but it's not therapy that's, that's what a therapist does yes and when I speak to someone with your roles that you have now as the as the owner of a of a thriving company as a leader of a of a thriving region that you're saying health rhythms can be used by many different people in many different roles as a music therapist you can impact your effectiveness by having the skill set of music therapy in your in your support toolkit if you are a layperson who's trained in um, music and who's trained in health rhythms you can use your toolkit to help support and empower and it may not be therapy but it can be therapeutic and you can have a positive impact you can have a mm-hmm. if all you if all you have if you have no therapy background mm-hmm you can still have a positive impact Mm -hmm. on someone's wellness and Mm -hmm. someone's well-being if all you do is say, hey, I'm a drummer, I really enjoy drumming, I wanna come in and take this Mm -hmm. health rhythms certification training, I wanna get health, I wanna get certified Mm -hmm. as a health rhythms practitioner, Mm -hmm. I wanna be able to do this and lead health rhythms groups, absolutely. But I bet you've had, as a trainer, mm-hmm. Frank, mm-hmm. as a certified trainer, I bet yeah. you've had some, I know you've had some licensed counselors. Yes. Social workers. Doctors. Doctors. Yep. People who have that deeper understanding and mm-hmm. that other skill set, like I'm talking about as a music therapist, yes. who, who are trained mm-hmm. and who have the skill set to go mm-hmm. deeper. Well, I would say, now see, I would reverse it. I would say they're certified. They're, they're, they're either certified. they're either licensed right. or they're board right. certified mm-hmm. to go deeper. And right. the reason why we say we can go deeper is mm-hmm. that it's important to be able to. When I go deeper with that person, mm-hmm. when I was talking about that addiction recovery, right. I'm responsible to bring that person back. Mm-hmm. I would, if I were not board certified and did not have the clinical background, right. would never take that person deeper. Right. Because I need to make sure I can bring them back mm-hmm. and leave them in a safe space. Because and, and I think that's, that's, that's a risk yeah. for them and for me, for anybody. Well, so, that's why yeah. you are a therapist and exactly. other people are not. And, and I think when, when people are exploring health rhythms, and it's important to know that people who are licensed and clinicians and whatever the discipline be it, being it uh, psychology, music therapy, counseling, social work, any of these. Yeah. It's not just, it's not just licensed. They have a skill set to go deep. Yes. And, and, and broader, you know, now they may not be able to do a drum circle as well, or to do a uh, health rhythm session as well, but their skill set allows them to do more with it clinically than a layperson can even begin to imagine. They might not be a great musician, but they right. might be a great social worker. Yeah, yeah. And and, and, and I say I just want to dig on that, dig yes. into that a little bit because it's so important to know that the music therapy community is supportive, incredibly supportive of yes. of health rhythms and its and its uh, capabilities and its limitations. And it's more than capable. It's more than or high level capabilities in the hands of trained and certified practitioners who have that background to use it as a more precise tool than those of us who don't come with that background. Is that a pretty fair statement? I think so, okay. because you're How, talking, mm-hmm. it's a tool yeah. that can be used by anyone, mm-hmm. but it's a, 
it becomes a very sharp tool. That's what I was thinking of too, yeah. Like yeah. a scalpel in mm-hmm. the hands of a music therapist mm-hmm. or a licensed psychotherapist right. or doctor or one of these right. other clinicians mm-hmm. because we, you know, I'm biased because I am a music therapist right. and so I'm blessed with the ability to hold mm-hmm. a beat right. and go well, deeper. Well, I, I'm not even biased, it's just training. It's just background. I mean, you guys are a defined position, a defined role. I mean, hey, look, I can uh, put a Band-Aid on my finger. That doesn't make me a doctor. You can't do triage at the local ER, but you can can stop the bleeding maybe if the cut's not too deep. And and, and I think this this, um, edge of the discussion is important because it tells people that there's a lot of roles that you can play with health rhythms. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's... As a music therapist, I mm-hmm. consider my health rhythm certification mm-hmm. part of my toolkit. Okay. Health rhythms training. Mm-hmm. Health rhythms training. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I consider that part of my toolkit. Okay. And a very valuable part of my toolkit that I can pull out when I need it. And, you know, we've talked about this some yeah. d- when I was taking the class when you were my trainer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you don't go top to bottom. Right. Sometimes you move things around. Mm -hmm. The order of the protocol. The order of the protocol. Mm -hmm. And I love that flexibility because sometimes you find a group that Mm -hmm. not every piece is appropriate for or Mm -hmm. you want to spend longer on a piece. Right. Or you might want to skip a piece Mm because it's not appropriate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think especially when you have that depth of knowledge, Mm -hmm. you can really, you know, as a psychotherapist, music, and, you know, any of that knowledge, we're trained to assess mm-hmm. that therapeutic part, so I can look at it and go, okay, this part probably not going to go over well, over well with this group, okay, because maybe they're psychiatric patients, right. and right. that part that's well, that, going to distract us. Well, that training allows you to make that decision. Exactly. For those of us without that training, we might assume it, but we don't know. But you don't know, we and don't that's know. okay. And we don't know the consequences if we make a mistake. And if so, you yeah. were going to work with a group mm-hmm. of psych patients, mm-hmm. I bet you'd come to me and you'd say, Kimla, as a music therapist, yeah. what would you do? Right. Or I'll go in with, uh, I'll pair up with there someone and, and do that. Yeah. Absolutely. With, with a counselor so that I know that I have the support and the context of what's going on. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, very much so. Just so like I said to you, mm-hmm. I said, Frank, mm-hmm. if I get a call and it's like, okay, we want you to come do mm-hmm. something with a group of like 20, 25 right. people. For us, that's really too much. Right. So I'd send you that referral and say, you know, we're really more focused on this music therapy depth within Help for Them. So that's mm-hmm. what our organization chooses to right. do. But mm-hmm. I know I'm going to send that to Frank because right. that's his thing. Right. You know? Well, as we wrap up here, Kimla, um, thank, I want to thank you for spending uh, time and, on this podcast. And again, thinking of Kimla, her role as the Western Region uh, President, the founder and owner of a thriving uh, nonprofit organization called Higher Octave Healing, and someone who was a practitioner as a music therapy uh, person for many years. Um, Kimla celebrates health rhythms, says that, says that there is a role uh, for health rhythms in many parts of the health and, and wellness spectrum, you know, and whatever your role in the arena of wellness, you can use health rhythms to support what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Last thoughts, Kimla, that you have, or, and you know, that you want to share with our people who are listening to this podcast. Just drum on. Outstanding. Thank you, Kimla. Thank you, Frank. All right.